Hi friends, it's Andrea Heyman here with another episode of Adventures in Feeding My Fam. You know I'm on a mission to help women get off the diet roller coaster. If you're not yet in that boat with me, then take a listen to this episode. I really hope it changes the way you feel about traditional diets and what we've been led to believe, particularly what we women have been led to believe. This is a topic I'm super passionate about, so I hope that you enjoy it. If after listening to this episode, you're intrigued and motivated to get off the diet roller coaster once and for all, I definitely can help you. I suggest signing up for a 30-minute free discovery call to find out how I can help you start down a new path, a path free of gimmicks, free of stress, and a new life, trusting your body and knowing how to feed yourself well. The link to sign up for those discovery calls will be in the show notes, and I really look forward to chatting with you. Like I said, it is my mission to help women transform their lives just by starting and focusing on how they approach food. You might think it's a lofty goal to help women transform their lives, but what I see is that I am not exaggerating. There are so many more benefits for the women that I work with than just an improved outlook on diet and food. It really expands out to other areas of their lives, and I really love doing it. I love watching it. You can probably tell it really lights me up. Adventures in Feeding My Fam is a weekly podcast discussing the challenges and fun around feeding your family healthy meals. I'm Andrea Heyman, and I've been a registered dietitian for over 25 years, so I know the importance of good nutrition. But I'm also a mom of three, so I understand the challenges and humor that comes along with trying to make this happen. In this podcast, I'll share my tips, tricks, and menus but I'll also share the stories and food prep failures that come along the way too. Interview guests will discuss family food traditions, how to strengthen bonds around the family table, as well as their favorite family recipes. There isn't one right way to feed your family, but there are countless stories and you can take bits and pieces and learn from all of them. always known that I dislike the weight loss industry. So it's really, really ironic that I am a registered dietitian who specializes in weight management because I am literally part of that weight loss industry. However, I don't really adhere to the typical strategies that dietitians are taught. I used to, but my style has really evolved and absolutely, I believe, evolved for the best. Diet culture has many definitions and facets, but in a nutshell, it's really a set of beliefs that worships thinness and equates it with health and even virtue. So over the past few years, many individuals have started following a system of beliefs referred to as diet culture that prioritize their weight really over their well-being. Diet culture is the glorification of losing weight at any cost. So trying to achieve a certain body shape, body size at any cost, even if it's not realistic for that individual. In our society, we see diet culture pretty much everywhere we turn. So we will hear friends or people at the grocery store discussing their newest diet to lose weight. Everybody thinks they're an expert. And it's really 
Also, we'll see justification of eating what we want because we haven't eaten in a day or I had an intense workout this morning or I deserve it. Things like that, that never ending cycle that in the brain, I'll start a diet or an exercise routine on Monday. Well, what really happens with this? We, we have a grand plan, and usually it's a very restrictive and incredibly difficult to adhere to plan. And so the results are that women can't keep to it because it's really impossible. And so we feel like a failure, and we're incredibly frustrated. Diet culture also correlates an individual's self-worth to their weight or their size or how their jeans or clothes fit or feel, or even have you heard of certain people kind of tout and brag how little they can eat, almost like it's a badge of honor. Of course, there are tons of advertisements for weight loss products, diet programs, exercise equipment. The weight loss industry is a $70 billion industry and That is exactly why we see so much of these advertisements and products and programs out there. And really those programs and products are really telling us that we're not good enough if we're not pursuing weight loss or if we aren't currently a specific thin body shape. Diet culture rears its head when we see people that are our friends or out in the community and they have lost weight. We are perfectly comfortable commenting on their body shape, their weight loss, and that seems to be socially normal and acceptable. We often compare our bodies to others and get self-worth like, "Mm, I'm better than you because I'm thinner than you, or she must be better than me because she's thinner than me. Diet culture also suggests that people are more or less good or worthy based on their body size. And this is just could not be farther from the truth, of course, because I certainly know thin people that are also not good people, as well as I know people at various sizes who are good people. Diet culture creates thin privilege, which makes thinness kind of the gatekeeper for jobs, benefits, and other accommodations. So have you ever had like the thin friend who kind of struts around and expects things to be given to her? That's what I mean by the fact that diet culture gives that privilege to those that are thin. So diet culture can be found literally everywhere we look from social media, from Barbie's thigh gap to her teeny tiny 18 inch waist, which influences perceptions of what a quote unquote ideal body should look like. And it's definitely true that you've been told that at the first sign of hunger, instead of giving into your body's needs for food, that you should delay that and drink a glass of water or something like that to just prevent or delay when you're going to eat. And things like magazines, like I love Shape Magazine, I love Self Magazine, but sometimes those articles that are in there are just so, you know, they'll promote like a 1200 calorie diet for all body shapes and body sizes and ages. And it's just not appropriate for most people. 
So I think we can agree that diet culture is very pervasive, but really what are its effects? Really diet culture harms everyone with a body, really everyone with a body, but particularly those that are in larger bodies. Weight stigma and thin privilege are really real and no one is really safe from feeling kind of shamed by diet culture. Diet culture tends to make us feel like failures because the diets that are out there are extremely restrictive and really set us up for failure because they just cannot be adhered to long-term. The typical route is that you know, someone will claim that they're going to start a diet on Monday or Sunday and then go into the week with good intentions. However, because of this restrictive nature, they just can't be followed. And so when someone quits or quote unquote fails a diet, they feel really guilty and it affects their self-worth. We just kind of move on to the next phase until we get fed up and kind of say, okay, I'm going to try a new diet again. It's just a very, very frustrating and demoralizing cycle. We see a lot of discrimination against body size, and we'll see that on the news by celebrities kind of mocking certain body shapes. And it really encourages businesses. It kind of fuels businesses to take your money. Think about that over $70 billion weight loss industry that is preying on the fact that we have been duped as women to think that we need to lose weight and that we need to kind of adhere or buy into the next gimmick, whether it's a supplement, you know, any number of things. And like I said, it's really just such a setup for feeling like a failure. 98% of diets fail. Like I would say that the diets fail, not that individuals fail diets. How can we possibly resist this? Well, first of all, the first step is really knowing that diet culture is out there and even identifying places where you notice it. For example, Uh, Last night I was at a friend's house and she pulled out some salad dressings that we were going to use for the salad bar that we created collectively. And one of the dressings, the, the brand was Skinny Girl brand. And I was like, I don't approve of this brand. I'm sure the folks making it were really preying on diet culture and the expectations that we have of women. And so, oh, well, if you eat this salad dressing and buy this salad dressing, you can be a skinny girl too. So I, that is just one example. And I will bet that if you start to pay attention, you will notice all over the place where diet culture is present. And it starts at an extremely early age, almost at birth. Like the way we describe kids as Girls are petite and they're, oh, they're so dainty. And those are the adjectives that we will use. So even a baby will be kind of praised for a certain build. So think about it. I want you to take a moment in your day and just notice what kind of images or what kind of messages are being pushed toward you. So that's really the first step. The next is really to take a break from social media. 
So unfollow the people who promote diet culture on social media. Follow people that are body positive activists that are out there. You know, you can follow me. I don't promote diet culture for sure. That is something about me. I would definitely speak out about diet culture, whether it's on social media or with your friends or family or work friends. And I would definitely eat food that nourishes you and brings you joy. Change the language you use around food and your body. Speak kindly to yourself. As I mentioned before, I work with women all the time to try to get them off of this discouraging cycle. I've got lots of strategies that I use. So if you are interested in finding out more, definitely connect with me on one of my discovery calls. I can't wait to chat with you. That link will be in the show notes. Until next time, take care. If you like this episode, please absolutely share it with a friend, rate it and review the podcast. That's how we get the word out and we begin to share the mission that we have begun here.